brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air yeah. And the screams from everywhere yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill I'm ready. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Can't be scared when nickels down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who gon' this town tonight Welcome to the Kwamela Sports Talk We got a full house today Uh Alex Clancy, Deborah Debris, Cindy Liska in the studio. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good right. morning. Thank you. <clears throat> Anything interesting since last time? Not, not sports, but in your life. What's going on? St. Patty's Day was fun. You went to, uh, what's that bar you go to? No, I um, I actually was knitting all day. You know, I didn't I didn't do any drinking or anything. Knitting. Mm-hmm. Green yarn, though. Green yarn? Green I don't yarn. know. Is there any good, uh, what, what are they, uh, uh, What's the name of the bars again? The um, Irish bar. Ar- Irish bar, yeah. <laughs> we used to go to <laughs> Fido's in Denver. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, I stopped drinking, so I don't even, I take it all out my system right now. And we were, before we got on air, we were talking about drinking. Uh, I said, I've never seen uh, Deborah drinking. She said she's. Uh, see, you see, I've blown out a couple tires on my IROC years ago, the good Z rated, you know, 18 inch. And, uh, hit a few curbs and did a few things, so I decided that as a single mom, it probably wasn't the best thing for me to be doing too often. Wow, drinking and driving—that's that, that's kind of tough. But you was in just you was in construction. So, oh yeah. So you were doing a lot of uh, what those guys do. But well, you we'd go out on a Friday night and um, do a little drinking. And my, you know, even if they went out during the week for whatever reason, then you know, I'd always tell my staff that uh, you know, if you're going to play, you got to pay. And everybody shows the next morning. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. It look. I'm telling you, it looks like Alex. It looked like you drank a lot. I did not. No, it looked like you drink a lot. It does. <laughs> Well, I thank you. I, I don't really know what to say about that. It's weird to start this on a positive note I mean, this week. Who said that was negative? You said yeah. You said exactly. He said he think it's negative. But I gotta get Francis back in here. Yeah, you do. So um, no, Cindy, anything? I went to Disneyland. What's um? What was that? Uh, other side of the park you were just talking about? California Adventure. We had an issue. Courtney had a little meltdown, and uh, so you drove out there. Yeah, we drove, and you and Courtney. Somebody called, and my mom and some friends. We went with some friends of ours for one of the, their sons. Courtney's best buddy, um, his 18th birthday. But um, we had when she was having her little meltdown, there was a what do they call them? Their cast members. You can't see my air quotes, but I'm doing them. Called her a monster. A monster. Oh. Um, said, look at that thing over there in the corner. To the people that we were with, not knowing that they were with us. So I'm on a rampage right now with uh, California Adventure, and we had a, words when I was there, and we're gonna have more words now that I'm home and. I would not um, have left. You're not talking about my kids like that. I mean, especially, I mean, that person worked there, right? Oh, she's going to be fired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's not going to, she's still going to be the same person, but she'd be out of a, her minimum wage. And job. she was like in her 40s, so it wasn't like a young kid that was like oh, she said, Look at that young and stupid. 
My, my uh, grandmother used to call me monster, but it wasn't a bad thing, you know. But it's different when your grandmother calls you it, too. <laughs> she was well, like, and when it's said with love, like, you little monster. Yeah, you know, I call her a monster deal. all the time, but she's my kid, and I'm allowed to. Oh. But she actually went over. We were in a separate area. I took her away from all the other people. And um, she actually went, like, over to the people that we were with. There was, it was, like, three teenagers, my friend and his right. girlfriend and another kid that was with him who was actually autistic. And... Um, Said, so look at that monster. Look at that thing over there in the corner hmm. and stuff. And they he said, get... "Hey, that's my family." Oh wow! Yeah, that would have been some trouble. It, it, it was. It's going to be. That would have been some trouble. Had that been me, I'm telling you that that right now. Had that been me, it would have been some different type of trouble. Well, I was so busy trying to calm her down that I wasn't able to be in a couple places at once. But oh yeah, there were words, sure. and there will uh, still be more. You know, unfortunately, there's people like that. You know what? We it is a sports show, but I like to take. Yeah, I, we need to change this to a life show. Now, we yeah. just don't talk sports show and, and numbers and all that stuff, but I, I like the, the uh, you know, the life of sports, not just on the court or on the football field. But, you know, I do like, like to know what's going on with you guys like, during the week. You know, we see each other once a week. Or, what is it? Once a week. Uh, could be more. So, uh, you know, I'm going to create some packages so we can get, a, you know, two hours. But we got to start getting those sponsors in there. And there's plenty out there. We can do it. I got a meeting tonight. I was at an FBU camp, so that's football-related. Uh, it was the first camp of the year. It went well. Uh, it's, it's always there. I think it starts in Phoenix because you can't end it in Phoenix because it's so. it goes from March to July. Uh, uh, and then the Top Gun is usually in Virginia, which now it was a huge facility at Warhead Field. And it's gotten so big that now it's in Dublin, Ohio. So oh, wow. I'll be in Dublin in, yeah, in July. Those kids had a great time. But I, we got an email. Somebody said, uh, somebody, because we got to evaluate the kids uh, at the end of camp. And I guess some parent got parents always protective over their kids, which is rightfully so. But I guess somebody said to a kid, "You should never play again." <gasps> that <laughs> it's crazy. You you don't care. You can't tell a six year old. I mean, a sixth grader. I'm sorry. Hey, he should never play again. You don't know what that kid gonna be two years from now. Well, uh, think so about, tell think a kid about he Jordan can't... in college or in high school or that when you know he wasn't supposed to be playing and he did all right. Yeah, Jordan did fine. And this did, right. same guy who didn't make his uh, high school basketball mm-hmm. team. Yeah, so. exactly. So, and, and parents can be ruthless and yeah. stupid all at the same time. You know what? I, I have seen some parents. Actually, I know some parents that think their kid is that, you know, not that their kid doesn't have any talent, but he's not for this position. Now, right. kid, he will play somewhere on the field, uh, you know, kind of like we talk about Tebow. Tebow is a great athlete, mm-hmm. but I just personally don't think he's a quarterback. But I don't have to make a decision on Tebow as far as quarterback in my team. So uh, there are a lot of parents like that that think they can, um, you know, think their son is, oh, he's going to be a quarterback. Well, he's going to be 5'9", too, because uh, both parents are like 5'9". Mm-hmm. Right. And now, right. hey, I don't, I don't do the genetics and all that stuff because I know your grandfather might be tall, so it skips a generation. Um, but that's what I did. Football University, FBU. Um, it was a good. It was a good atmosphere. Hot. It's, it's long. Was it? It was here. So yes, yeah, it was at Tempe High School. A lot of great athletes out there. You just get them in one setting. So we do the Top Gun, and we put them all at one setting, which would be in du- Dublin, Ohio. Um, but it, it was fun. It was. It was good stuff. Let's get on to some basketball. Um, I say the Celtics in the Heat game. Let's start with that because Denver has a little run of their own, and Denver's playing well. You, you happy, Cindy? I used to go to when I lived in Denver. If you bought season tickets to the Avalanche, they gave you Nuggets tickets just to get people in the seats. Really? So to see them actually succeeding is kind of so. Cool. If I buy Cardinals tickets, I can get Phoenix Suns tickets. 
Well, they play in the same house, so. No, they don't. Oh. No. <laughs> oh, the Nuggets and the Avalanche oh, okay. did, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's outdoor basketball. It was, yeah. <laughs> but they, I thought, I thought, I'm going to get you guys' opinion on this. I thought the Celtics had that game won, especially being in double figures late in the f- basketball game. But is, that's just the t- we're looking at a different breed of basketball or or a different breed of, of this team, the Miami Heat. These guys just turned it on and came back from double digits to yeah, a good they, basketball yeah. team in the Celtics. And I thought the Celtics had this one. I thought you they got great coaching. They got great players over there. Kevin Garnett did not play. Um in this game, you usually find Rondo uh, making big plays and big shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no Rondo for the rest of the year. But they did have a standout in uh, Green. Green came out, I think it was 42 points or 43 points. Mm-hmm. The guy was on fire. Yeah. And, and that might be, is that, the, is that the, not the missing link, but is that the guy that's unaccounted for, that can put points up like that? He was in the trade from Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Um, for Kendrick and, Perkins. From, yeah, for Perkins. And, and he came over, and he's a, that is, that is huge. You know, having a guy like that who can put that num- those numbers up. Yeah, especially when Paul Pierce is starting towards the end of the twilight of his career. He might be the heir apparent to uh, take over that franchise. And uh, coming back from the heart surgery that he had, and, and people didn't really think, thought maybe he wouldn't play again after the trade, and him coming back and dropping 43 was really big. And what this shows, I feel like this shows more about the Heat than it did about the Celtics. Celtics yeah. are in the playoffs. They have a great coach. They have great veterans. But teams that are on long uh, win streaks like this, this is a game, a hiccup game that you have to avoid if you want to continue your streak. And that shows how mentally tough Miami is. They've had a couple of these where teams, normal teams, non-angelic teams would lose these games, especially being down 10 or 12 points with nine minutes left. They were out of this game for most of the game. Right. And they just started chipping away, and LeBron showed how much head and shoulders above he is everybody else in the NBA. The entire league. Except for I think he took a step back when he was doing that little taunting thing. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I mean, that that showed lack of class Let me add, let me Russell add to Westbrook that. does that all the time. Russell Westbrook's not LeBron. Well, he's not the face of the NBA. Uh, he's one of them now. West, Russell Westbrook? Mm-hmm. He's, a t- he's a top five player, top six player in the NBA. Yeah. So that's he, he, innately I'm, you're going to be a face of the NBA he, if yeah, you're a top I'm, five, I'm, six player. I'm not. If I'm thinking about marketing some guys, West, Westbrook don't come to mind. He's a, he's a again. He's arguably, you know, he's arguably in the top ten. Yeah. You know how I don't. You know how I feel about him too. Right. right. I just like right. everything he does on yeah. the court. But to Cindy's uh, comment, I I kind of agree with that. I'm like you, the best in the league. You don't have to do that. But it, it came from uh, a week prior that when that dunk was made and and you, you get caught up in emotion and it's tough. Um, but you get caught up in emotion. I can't say he shouldn't have done it because he's in a competition with a team that they despise, a team that they might have to that they are going to face in the playoffs. Uh, but uh, and, I think, you, and I agree. I think there becomes a point when you're playing and you're playing at that level, especially knowing the scoring that was going on and the intensity of the game, right or wrong, it gets to a point of almost like street ball. At, you know, you think that was good? Let me show you. Yeah. Well, I hear, yeah, but here's the thing. is LeBron has dunked the ball so many times in so many mm-hmm. incredible fashions that if he was surprised by something that he did, then that's something. You that's know what? the reaction you to it. <laughs> none of us have ever been head above the rim dunking the ball, so no, none of us knows what it feels like. Right. Many commentators don't, especially in, in the radio sports forum, sports radio forum. So you have no idea what it's like. I would have done the same. I would have ran around the court twice. I, I mean, it's like yeah. you know, adrenaline's so high. Yeah. So I mean, you You're really like, oh, can't. Wh- Woody Harrison. And this is these are the things <laughs> we have to nitpick at with him because 
He's perfect. We find you know, things. On the court, we find things that a lot of great athletes to find. We, I want to build you up, but then I got to find something wrong with you because now I have nothing to talk about. You're the greatest in the game um, at this point, and and this is a game with Kobe Bryant in. But you get caught up in those emotions now. I would say I, I used to dunk a lot, but I not like there was eight foot rims. Ten, and I probably can, I probably can do eleven. <laughs> oh, okay. Doesn't the dunk show it enough though, without having him have to be but no, in, some, in fat, the face of some guy that's but laying on the ground? Look at the entire play though, how it how it uh, happened. All right. So yeah, you can just have the ball yourself, drive to the basket and dunk over somebody. But when they passing the ball and they making a great play to get the ball, I think it was a steal. Uh, but when you make that great play, three passes, and this is what that team does in transition. That fast break, yeah. no one, anyone can take that shot, but no one's looking to take that shot. They're trying to find an open man. When you got an unselfish team, you got a team that's winning basketball games. And it was a pretty play. It was pretty. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing, though. I, I've I've ripped Eric Spolstra time and time and time mm. again. You and me his, both. His uh, uh, star management skills are starting to show more and more every game. He kept their head in the game when they were down. They were losing. This. Jeff Green was on fire. It was the best game of his career by far. And I think that this is a lot of Pat Riley's doing because Pat Riley is he's the he's Pat Riley's protege and Pat Riley is one of the greatest coaches of all time and Pat Riley was one of the best star managers in the NBA and if you're going to be a good coach granted you can be a great defensive coach or offensive coach but you need to have you need to have those guys' heads in the games at all times, regardless of how how much star power you have on the team. I, I think uh, Sproulson, we got to go to break, but I think Sproulson, I think he you know he fell into a good team, but he. No, that's yeah. He obviously. fell into a good yes, team, he but he's been around basketball his entire life. Yeah. So the guy knows what he's doing. Um, and, and he's any great coach. I think they're still learning as they go on, depending on the chemistry of their team. He has when he when they acquired LeBron James from Cleveland, and they had uh, Dwayne Wade over there, and they pre- had a pretty good team then. Everyone thought they would win a lot sooner at championship games, but it's, you got that chemistry, and you talk about that chemistry all the time with the Lakers. Uh, and I want to get back. We'll take a break, but I want to come back and talk a little bit more basketball because, you know, the Suns, Denver had, Denver's going on that run, mm-hmm. and the Suns beat the Lakers. Are the Suns, the Lakers that bad without Kobe? I think the Suns are worse. If I got a Lakers team and yeah. I'm missing Kobe, I think I still can beat the Suns. That was, they've, been on, they've been on a road trip for a while, and that was worse that win for the Suns was worse for the Suns than it was for the Lakers. Quite last sports talk. We'll come back. we got Deborah on the line, uh, Alex Clancy in the studio. We do get a Clancy corner in the second segment, and Cindy Lesker. I remember when, I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. There was something so pleasant about that place. Even your emotions have an echo and so much space. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Point Last Sports Talk second segment. This segment we may have a Clancy Corner. Uh, we talk up there, but I think he has one, which is going to go off the cuff, I think. I don't know. That's what you say? That's, that's, that's how you do it, I guess. Uh, we were talking about the, uh, <laughs> what you say, Deborah? That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. As long if we as don't know it, what's right, we'll make something up. If it's good. Yeah, I'm not going to attest to that. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't have anything written down. <laughs> you don't have anything written down? No. You wrote it in your head? Yeah. Then you have something written down. Oh, come on. I, I write, I write. We're getting all philosophical here. I'm very philosophical. Okay. Uh, all right, uh, basketball. The Suns beat the Lakers. I don't know how many times we're going to say that. Steve Nash is uh, loose to his former team. Uh, but is that team that bad without Kobe? Because I thought if even the Lakers and that staff, that, that those guys they have over there, the caliber of players, big man and um, uh, Dwight, uh, do you lose to the Lakers like? Do you lose to the Suns like that? Well, I mean, they beat Indiana when Kobe went out. He played the first quarter; it was zero for four, and the first time he hadn't scored a basket in playing a quarter or more in I think since like '98 or something. So they beat one of the best teams in the NBA in Indiana Pacers a couple games ago. This is, you know, you need bench production to win, especially when you don't have your superstar on the court, and they didn't have that last night. Uh, Dwight Howard shot awfully from the field, which is never really the case with him. Steve Nash played well. You know, it looks like he's in he's in his re- he's in his regular form now. I mean, this game, and again, as I said before the break, this was worse for the Suns winning than it is for the Lakers losing because the Lakers are a couple games up on uh, in the eight seed. The seed. Yeah, they're three games out of the six seed. Uh, Phoenix, every game they win lessens their chance of a good draft pick. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to think that every time they win, they beat the Lakers twice, and every time you think. That yeah, they won a game. That's good for the morale, but it's not good for the future. But you think the uh, the Suns getting a first round or the first pick? You think that's going to help them? And we watch these. Oh, what kind of confidence do you have in them having the first pick and keeping that guy? We watch them have a lot of great guys come in. Where we find out we're great later on in their careers. But guys they've drafted and given away, they might sit on a bench for a year or maybe even try to play for a year, but they give them away and they have to pay them more to come back. And that's that's ownership. <clears throat> that's not, I mean, that's Robert Sarver is one of the worst owners, in my opinion, in the NBA. But he's, what is he, a banker? He's a businessman. Yeah, he's a, it's a business thing. Yeah. It's like Jerry Jones in Dallas. I mean, it, it to, obviously to a different and lesser extent because Phoenix hasn't really won anything uh, and they don't have a billion-dollar stadium and, like, all the things, you know, down the line. But if they can stick to their guns and actually do research with the scouting, and this, this NCAA tournament's going to give a lot of information, a lot of telling information, because the, the waters are very, very gray and murky right now as to who the best player coming out of college is. And if they're going to get a top 10 pick, they're going to need to do their homework during the tournament and actually pick one that will fit with their scheme. And that's to say the Lindsay Hunter comes back also. So there's a lot of questions that are unanswered at this point for the Suns. Well, I think a lot of teams are. Uh... Have to do their homework more, uh, sons more so than any other because there's really no standout. 
And we look at the, you look at throughout the uh, draft. There's really, I mean, there's probably five guys you can say, well, with, we got the first pick, we'll take him, and you won't be wrong. There's yeah. really no standout. So, but what do the song? I think every team should draft accordingly uh, to their schemes, according to their personnel. Uh, some some teams just draft. Oh, this is the hottest guy right here. He makes some plays. We just fit him in and change everything he does and make him a robot. Put him on our system. I think that's the wrong way to go. If you got a guy who just, uh, uh, like for example, a street baller who can, you know, put a great one-on-one player, and you put him in your system. If you got a fast court like the sun, like the Heat does, they've they're always in transition. I see these guys in transition more than running plays. Uh, but if you have a guy like that, he fits well for your team. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and and the uh, NBA is kind of starting to evolve into a non. There's a no center league. Like, there's very few centers. There's a handful in the NBA. So a guy like Cody Zeller coming out of Indiana, who I think is very, very good. He's very solid, very, uh, very fundamentals oriented. He could work well with Phoenix, even though he's undersized. And again, because I mean, Martian Gorton, I believe, will be gone at the end of this year because he's getting treated like crap here. And I think he's a top tier center in the in the NBA. Uh, it's again, it's going to be a crapshoot. And like every draft, less of a crapshoot than the NFL because there's so many rounds and so many players on the field at the same time playing different positions. But I think that they need to get lucky. You know, I mean, that's a lot of what the draft is about. They, getting lucky, and I mean, they drafted Rondo, they got lucky, and they traded him for traded him for five hundred thousand dollars or whatever to the Celtics. So if they can be confident in their draft pick and keep them for a few years and and, and uh, let them evolve a little bit into their game, then you know, I mean, they're not that far off from making a playoff run. But if if they have a bad draft this year, then then they may be. The Suns, the Suns have good drafts. They make them bad. They make these guys bad. You bring them in, who? Did, who did they get last year? They got uh, uh, Marquise Moore from the University of Kansas. Uh, yeah. It just don't look like he fits into that team. He's haven't done anything. Yeah, and I, and I, I mean, and I, yeah, that's true. But <laughs> I, I heard he had a, um, which is surprising to me, and I'm being serious, coming from the University of Kansas, surprising to me. I heard he has a bad attitude. He has a like nobody really wants to. Not the team. I don't know how he is in the locker room, which none of us do, and that, and we could be talking outside the box. But what we see, and I know people that. Um, like a lot of people that's involved with the Suns said he he just don't want to do the things you do as a rookie because people remember that when you're in your 12th year. Uh, that, if no, you get there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, if you get there. And I think a lot of that has to do with coaching also. And, I mean, Alvin Gentry, as we talked about uh, a while back when, when Sean was on the show, that, that it's, it's, you need to command the, the respect of your team. And maybe Markeith Morris was better suited with Alvin Gentry than Lindsey Hunter. He's more of a, a, hard, a hardball kind of guy. And I mean, yeah, but he but he's a kid. You got to think this kid. Granted, he's he's exemplary to sport because he actually made it to the NBA. But he's under the age of twenty three. Yeah. I mean, he's he's still a kid trying to learn how to play basketball with a team with men. Oh no, I'm fine with that because we get a lot of these guys out of college and we forget. No, they come into a professional sport, so we think they just grown men. <clears throat> you got to remember these guys are still. You know, you have to learn how to play on this level right here. Um, I go back to Alvin Gentry, and I'm not gonna put words in his mouth, but uh, we were golfing at. Uh, at the Gaining Ranch, it wasn't any disappointment whatsoever him getting fired. Yeah, I believe it. He's and getting paid to play golf right now. Any disappointment, no disappointment at all that they fired him. But one of the things uh, I took away from that conversation was they have no idea what they're doing in the front office. Mm-hmm. There you go. No idea. That's the problem. You can get all the great players that you want, but if the front office doesn't get their act together – and build some trust and some confidence within, you know, the players and the coaching staff, then, you know, short-term and long-term, they're all going to suffer. Right. You know, they don't know how to move the players on the chessboard in order to win. 
Because uh, Alex talked about uh, Sproster, and he's becoming a great man. He's becoming a pretty good manager right now. Can't give him great yet, but he's not far off. On the pace he's going, he's not far yeah, off. And also, you have to get super lucky as an NBA coach to win championships. I mean, look at look at Doc Rivers was a middling NBA coach for upwards of 10 or 12 years, and then he gets a gift of getting Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and winning a championship. Now he's set for the rest of his life because he won a championship. And that's Eric Spolster's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he, that coach probably, coaches like that, um, they command respect. And once the team, the players, the most grown men, other grown men, respect their coach, because for a long time, I didn't think they respected us. Uh, no, I know. I, I watched these guys just walk by him when he's trying to talk to him. Man, you don't at any and level. You don't do that to a coach. No, not at, you don't show him up at, on right. any level because now I'm looking at what kind of person are you? He is the coach. Well, uh, the other thing. Sorry for cutting you no, off. Go ahead. The other, no, you're the not. other thing that uh, I see happening there is just like LeBron when he went from um, the loss to you know winning the championship is he went through, you know, a huge learning spurt during the summer, and he found the people he needed to talk to in order to, you know, mentally and emotionally grow as well as grow his, you know, physical skills. Um, and I'm sure Solstrom's doing the same thing, as he's constantly learning and growing, which I give him, you know, attaboys for that, is he's smart enough in order to um, learn and be able to apply what he's learned to uh, to the players. Yeah, some coaches, coach, some coaches, uh, and I think he's, um, and, and you can see it because we watched him for uh, since he's been there. He he's going through the process of okay, I did this last year or this happened last year, not to make the same mistakes over and over, or how to handle certain players or how to right. how to handle a superstar and uh, LeBron because you're dealing with a bunch of egos, and that that could be a problem. But yeah. you can manage egos, which great coaches do. Um, and another thing, assess and adjust. Another yes. thing that's different between LeBron James and Kevin Durant and the rest of the NBA, all the other stars, is that they're 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 good people. They respect their coaches, and I mean, even Kobe is uh, obviously has been ever since Phil's gone. And even when Phil was there, they, he always they always had problems with him. He was a, he's a diva. He always will be. And LeBron and Kevin Durant don't really show that yet. I mean, maybe because they don't deserve to show it yet, even though they put up exemplary numbers since they've been maybe in the league. Maybe they don't know how, maybe. Why, Which is why, a good thing. Why, I mean, uh, maybe, I mean, LeBron is, has always been a team player. Regardless of how great he is at his craft, he's well, always he, been a team player. He played in Cleveland. He had no choice to be a team player. He had no choice but to take all the shots. Uh, but what do you make of uh, – see, I, this is a guy I've been waiting to be a star uh, was the, um, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm waiting for that whole team just to be – they, now that's some team. That's a team full of. You mentioned Westbrook, but that's a team full of that you can market a face of the NBA. Uh, but what do you make about Dwight Howard? Why hasn't he learned how to respect coaches? He's learning. He's slowly, slowly learning. He's, he's slow. He's really right. slow. Yeah, well, he's yeah. Slow. Well, but I don't even way. like the way he talks. I'm, I'm starting not to like him. I mean, his talent is one thing. He's, he's outstanding at that. But when you got that much talent and you can take plays off, um, I don't understand that. Like Randy Moss. When you can take plays off, I can no longer respect your athletic ability. That's different, though, because not taking all, plays off is not different. No, I think it is with the sports because no, you I don't can, think so. not all these plays are run for you in the NFL. If there's a running play besides blocking, or if you're on the, if you're on the weak side, there's really not much to do except for fake out the defender thinking you're going to go deep. You're 100% wrong in that because I'll tell you why. You, every time you line up, you got to go hard, and you got all you, it's chess moves. You setting up the next move. Randy Moss. Now we know he. Can't be stopped on a deep ball. I don't care who the quarterback. I don't care who the quarterback. It can be one of us. We if we can throw it up there, out there, and up. He's gonna get it. Oh, no, I agree but, with you. I'm playing devil's advocate he, with but, that. Obviously, okay. you have to play hard all the time. He, I understand he, that. But when he's um for a run play and it's opposite, going to the other side of the field, 
you have to set this guy up. I might go deep because I know what kind of motor I have. If you used to going hard, there's no problem when you have to go hard. Uh, so he can set those guys up with a lot of moves that he really don't do. Randy Moss don't do dig routes. He don't do. He may do seven, nine, nine routes. He don't do uh, six routes, five routes. Mm-hmm. So set him up with those, and then you you got him at your will. That's what that's what I mean by going hard. And Dwight Howard, with all that talent, there's there's the NBA is becoming the lead minus centers. You got a bunch of big forwards that can handle the ball well, that can shoot that twelve footer uh, consistently. Uh, so why he can't become that type of guy and not take plays off? It's easy for him to be three time MVP on defense because there's not a lot of big centers that can stop him. But now when he gets that superstar status, he feel like, okay, I don't have to do this, I don't have to do that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and he's healthy now. People keep forgetting that. I mean, he he went through you know pretty serious back surgery, and after the All Star break, you could see a spike in his numbers, and he, he's he's a little bit more uh, quick quick to jump, and he'll be fine. And I think he's going to sign a long extension with the Lakers. He'll get the extra thirty million. So? On the, uh, he's, he'll get an extra twenty-five or thirty million dollars if he signs the max contract with the Lakers, as opposed to going somewhere else. All right, well, let's take a break. Come back. We we get down and dirty with Deborah uh, from the home office. Come on, let's Finally, I'm not even really supposed to be here right now. So fuck it. Might as well make the most of it. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern time time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. You can try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them But you won't take this thing out these words before I say them Cause ain't no way I'm gonna let you stop me from causing man What I say I'm gonna do I just get in trying for my uh, Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk We are back <laughs> We were talking a little Basketball We were talking a lot of basketball Okay D You can turn the music down D <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, the third segment music. You know it's down and dirty time. When you hear that Eminem, um, 
It did play. I thought the whole record was going to play, but, you know, I mean, we got a guy. D, I didn't know you was a, a man of many talents, too. He, D does uh, photography. I didn't know that. What kind of, uh, I mean, how's your skill set in that? Well, okay. Is he going to say he sucks? Yeah, I mean, right? he's going to be like, yeah, I'm really bad. He don't have to say sorry. Somebody asked me, can I bowl? I said, I suck at bowling, but I enjoy it every time I go. So, I mean, he may be, he may think he's good taking pictures of birds, but I don't know. He got to take pictures of a, yeah, we want <laughs> All right, welcome back to the show. We, <laughs> um, I don't know. Where are we going? We're going football, but we got down and dirty with Deborah first. Over to golf for a little bit because, uh, I want to talk about what happened at the Founders Cup at the LPGA up in uh, Desert Ridge here in Phoenix on Saturday, where Stacy Lewis uh, walked off the course and was two strokes behind the leader. There was a phone call that came in that let the officials know that there was a possibility of a um, issue back on the 16th hole where Stacy Lewis's caddy had apparently stepped into a hazard, tapped his foot a little bit on the sand to check the sand, and that in and of itself is a problem because you're not allowed to test the conditions of a hazard. Mm-hmm. Because of that, Stacy Lewis, after 20 minutes delay, they're watching the film and making decisions, she ended up having a two-stroke penalty going into the final round. Now, this could be obviously a huge problem mentally um, and emotionally going in. It could be a huge bump to the leader. But what happened is on the next day, Stacy Lewis ended up winning, and she ended up winning by three strokes. So high fives for that. Great job. Here's my question. In what sport, if any sport, can somebody call in on the telephone and make a play, uh, a change in the play, you know, based on what they saw on TV. I don't think in football they would have, you know, stopped the game and made adjustments and recalled it or, um, you know, baseball or any other sport. I just find it, you know, yay that she won, but holy crap, that just seems like uh, something that shouldn't have occurred once the play was over, done, and she was on to other holes. This happened to Dustin Johnson a couple of years yeah, ago. because it wasn't even a it wasn't, it wasn't even a bunker. It's just regular grass over there, and they say he was in a trap. Yeah, it looked like because people have been walking on it all day, but it was still constituted as a trap, yeah. which is a little different. But still, it's and, and depending on the course too, because they laid out that way. And let me ask, let me uh, answer if I can Deborah's question. Deborah, I'm not a huge fan of somebody calling in, being able to, to officiate from TV who can't even play golf at that type of level that these women, these men and women play on. Right. Um, it, I, I'm more Okay, if it's a violation, that's exactly what it is—a violation. Exactly. But you don't catch it then, and not that you can look at Stacey Lewis. Stacey Lewis, you've you seen her one. She's won. A, she's won two weeks ago, I believe. She won a tournament. Um, there's no. Is it? I think that golf is an integrity sport. It's more of a. Uh, I would call up. That's a sport where you can call a penalty on yourself, and most guys do. I seen Sergio do it, and then lose. Now he, if he doesn't do that, this guy probably win by one. But it's that type of game. You can't be watching TV, calling an official. If that's the case, then they need to have an official with every group that plays out there exactly. who knows the rules. Well, I know this for a fact that most golfers don't even know all the rules. So somebody can easily sit on TV mm-hmm. and go through a book, a rule, a rule book of golf, 
and say, well, that's a violation. And if she's two holes down the road, now you can call in and say, yeah, I think that's a violation. It should not be penalized on her because it's the, it's the LPGA or the PGA fault if they don't have a rule officiator. Sometimes when these guys plan and they get in certain, tr certain kind of troubles, they have to wait till a rule official arrive to see if they can make a play or not. Yeah. Oh, exactly. If they're in doubt, then they do. And from you know, it took 20 minutes of watching the film over and over again to try to figure out if it was a penalty or not. Because from what they were saying, is it didn't look like he intentionally walked over and tamped it or whatever. He walked over into the bunker, happened to pivot his foot. When he pivoted his foot to walk out, that it you know could have appeared as if he was checking. Um, you know the sand to see the you know the density of the sand and that type of thing as far as how the ball was going yeah. you know to lay on it and how the yeah. club was going to get you, it. So it just I don't know. I don't, yeah, a penalty is a penalty. If it's a penalty, it should have been called, but it should have been called at the point of time and not you know called in by somebody watching TV that was probably rooting for another player. It, right. It's not football though. I mean, you don't okay. have until the next play to call it. It's a very free flowing golf right, tournament. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, this is. I mean, the same thing with Dustin Johnson. They told him after he putted on eighteen, or yeah. right before he putted on eighteen, that he had a two-stroke penalty, and he and was amazing. That putt to tie. He was shocked. He was. That it was yeah. He was winning in that tournament. He on was. the final round, and he lost. And then he's that kind of thing set you back. So yeah, I, I agree with Deborah. Two thumbs up to Stacey Lewis to be resilient like that yeah. and come back and still win. She shoots a sixty-four. Mm -hmm. This girl was balling again. She just won. Two weeks ago, I believe. Oh, so, yeah. She's and, now in the number one seat. She's the number one. Gail, too. I look at her that, I mean, she's been through scoliosis and all sorts of back issues and everything else, so she knows what resiliency is like. Um, and she didn't moan and groan and complain about it or anything else during interviews, which, again, high fives for that. Right. That it gave Why? her motivation. But what, what, what do you I, mean? I, I what do you mean? They broke a rule. That Why would she Breaking a rule well, isn't the issue. It's how it was. How it was uh, judged. Yeah, how that rule was judged. on the course by another official or another right. player you know or many, somebody else. How many people are in, I could go along with that. How many like, people are in the tournament? They have, they have tens upon tens upon tens of people. and You can't have one official that walks with no, each no, person no. on it's, the course. No, no, no. It could have been other people right. on the course right. at the time. Yeah. It's just if somebody calling in on the phone just sounds, I don't know, it's just that's probably, totally ridiculous. There's don't probably 27 girls on it, you know, that's out there playing after the cut. You, it's kind of like when we do a, a charity event, we get 27 volunteers to, to that's honest, that's going to keep those guys honest in their score. But these are this is professionally. And I'm thinking right. the PGA don't they have people? I, I've seen, I've been at things where they've they have had guys walking with they, every group. Well, they 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 camera guys and and they can't it's. They can't. They can do it. I don't know why they don't do it. Job. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they don't do it because stuff like this should. It is. A, she did. It, it is a rule, but that rule shouldn't be judged. I mean, called from somebody watching TV. Right. Now, so does she get away with cheating? Otherwise, I don't know that she has no intentions on cheating. If you watched her play, well, I mean, I'm uh, saying the caddy. The cat, you think you don't know that rule? I, you think the caddy doesn't know that rule? I don't think the caddy. Say I'm a step. He I don't think he's gonna cost. He gets paid for her winning. I don't think he's gonna cost her number one. And then exactly. that's yeah. what's at stake. Her being number one right now, that's what's at stake. She plays golf. She's a, she's always on the leaderboard. I don't think he's gonna step in the sand or or make that type of mistake because there was a rule. That was a, intentionally. That was a rule last year where and I didn't even know about it. Um, but I, I don't think I have to, have to know about it as the professionals do. Well, if you even some if you you a caddy. And you point uh, to the line to, as, as if you're putting, and this is where you want to go, but you touch the green, mm -hmm. that's a two-stroke penalty. Yep. I didn't even know that. I mean, you, yeah. you touch the green, you can point to it and get close to the grass if you want to, but as soon as you touch the grass, it's a penalty. I thought that was dumb. It was just dumb. Um, but you, 
that caddy can also be pushing blades of grass down so the ball rolls a certain way. Right, exactly. You, know, yeah. you, never, you never know. Now, Stacey Lewis, it was a rule that was committed. Uh, it was a rule or a violation that was committed. She got penalized for it. Her resilience was that she came back and still blew him out. And that's the only way to go. Yeah. Yep. But I, I don't think she has any intentions on uh, cheating. Because uh, no, golf, golf is a different game. Nobody felt it was intentional until, you know, like I say, it was called in and reviewed for over 20 minutes. Um you know, to watch somebody tamp sand foot, to, uh, you know, with their foot to see 20 minutes worth of watching that to figure out if it was a penalty or not. I want to know how somebody was able to get through. I can't get through to anybody on the phone. How are they able yeah, to get through to knows? somebody like that immediately? And maybe it's somebody who knows somebody. Right? Maybe, they had to have been somebody. Maybe, maybe they have, well, you know how the NFL has official upstairs? Yeah. Maybe they actually have officials watching this golf stuff and they calling in as a, as a, a viewer or a fan of the game. But I don't, I don't know why somebody would... I wouldn't call in if I saw a violation. I don't, and knowing the sport, I don't think I would. I don't think I would think these guys were cheating out there. I would call in, and if I was the guy who called in, I wouldn't call in to to have her penalized. Mm-mm. I would call in and say, next time, maybe you guys need to watch this. You would right. tweet it. Yeah. I, yeah, I probably would tweet it. I probably wouldn't. <laughs> oh, you and your 25 followers. How cute. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. I don't I, even put you know, enough into tweet. Tweet it. I mean, some, I'm surprised that somebody didn't do that. Somebody tweets it or somebody to draw attention to it so that they see it for another time. But to actually make the time to call in oh, to fix it. That's me watching golf board. I, I now watch golf like a good movie. I, I will wait for golf to come on. I will auto-tune it, uh, set the time. Auto-tune it? Yeah. It's, it's auto-tune. Oh. On my TV. It's called auto-tune. You, you oh, really? said it before, come on. And then and the TV. I thought you were going Lil Wayne on us. And it, and no, <laughs> speaking of Lil Wayne, Lil Ooh, Wayne's in the hospital. Speaking of Lil Wayne, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's must be promoting an album, so we'll see. Okay. <laughs> he's supposed to be sick. Oh, he's been having seizures, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I'm, a, I'm not a, back to golf real quick, but I'm not a, when Dustin Johnson did, I felt bad for him because I, because you watched the whole, you watched his actions. You can watch some other actions and say this guy intentionally. He he know what he's doing. He had no idea. He, he had no idea. No, he, it, no it, idea. it just looked like tampering. It looked like by cheating. She yeah. knows, you know, knows the game and knows how to play it. Obviously. Yeah, I I don't I don't think it was anything um, intentionally. Uh, football new rule of football. I was down in Dirty with Deborah. Go to yourclearedge dot com. Uh, email or call Deborah anytime. Check out the website. Um, fo- okay. football, you will, Cindy. Will. Cindy, I'm you, on it. you she has it bookmarked. I do have a bookmark. Are you still using your stuff? I am still using it. When? when I need it. I you need needed it, it at, this, at the park the other day last I week. I need a super size mm-hmm. now again, but yeah. No, I still do use it, and it helps. No, no, I believe. So go to yourclearedge.com because it works. <laughs> it, 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 I wouldn't. I would agree. I go two thumbs up on that. Alex, the one needed. Oh, yeah? Right. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that, sir. I just uh, created a, a one of the imagination light hypnosis NLP type things for a uh, kicker last night and sent it to him because he's uh, looking to try out for the NFL and you know going to be talking at the camp again uh, for free agencies on uh, Monday night. So yeah, it's, it's well. If anybody so. needed, it, it would be a kicker. You bet. Mm-hmm. A kicker and a uh, golfer. Kickers yeah, and golfers, yeah. Kicker, kicker, punter, snappers are most similar to golfers in the, you know what they have to create. And goalies. Well, what about running goalies backs now? With, goalies, running backs now with the new rule, maybe where their whole well, you know where what? their whole faces where their whole faces exposed. Yeah, well, well, it's the same thing. I've I've always said this, and I'm Roger Goodell finally trying to do something right. Um, even though the NFL is trying to pay 
$42 million out. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that real quick. $42 million out and using our likeness uh, outside of uh, football. So I think a lot of guys won that lawsuit. Unfortunately enough, here's what they do. The NFL is such, they're so funny. They're going to pay these guys, but they're not going to pay everybody who wasn't on the lawsuit. So, but now no one can go back and sue because they, they already paid for that mm-hmm. lawsuit. Mm-hmm. The guys who wasn't on it are guys who didn't know about it. And they've done this before. They've done this three years before, paid some guys for this, uh, something different, but no one else can come back and sue them. Yeah, quick pay done. And yeah, and then. And they find that money in their couch, $42 million. Easily. That $42 million is before they even kick the ball off. That is so crazy. Uh, let's come back. We're going to come back and talk um, some football. We want to talk about what Alex just brought up, the uh Running backs not able to lower their head. We got to do but, bracket busters too. Yeah, bracket busters real quick. Kwame Lai Sports Talk. We'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Listen to the women's side of the fitness industry on Fitness RX Radio. If you're looking to stay healthy and look great or are getting ready to compete athletically, this is the show for you. We'll look at competitions from the inside out, bring you fitness tips, nutrition to keep you on top of your game, and so much more. We want to hear from you, too, and we'll take your questions by phone or email. Tune in to Fitness RX Radio, airing every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Look and feel your best. Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome back to the Quantum Life Sports Talk. This is the music right here that if I went to a club or a bar, which I don't go to clubs anymore, I would be posted up on the wall just bobbing my head like this. I like that song. With a uh, glass of iced tea. Mm-hmm. Laforty and Mickey, apparently. Long Island. A table dance. It's a different kind of table oh. dance. It's you doing it rather than somebody doing it to you. Oh, I can, you know what? I'm not a strip club fan. Seems like a lot of okay, work. Okay, we weren't talking about that. Table dance is a strip club. I'm not a strip club fan. I could. I, you can't. I felt to Deborah. I know where you were going. Yeah, I know she was talking about exit at the table, but mm-hmm. I'm not. I'll usually just post up on the wall and just. I find all the exits in the bar in the club and oh, yeah. and then I post up in one spot. You know how you go into the bathroom and they always selling candy that you can get for five cents. They sell for a dollar. 
So I get two um, green blow pops, and I just post up. But no, I'm not a I'm not a strip Alrighty club. I'm not then. a strip club fan. I don't, I don't want nobody on me, but just get off somebody else. I'm not really that guy. Um, pay to play. Never paying. Right. Never, never exactly. paying. It's all free. I'm never paying. That's crazy. All right, uh, football. Let's talk about Elvis Dumerville, please, please, please. Go ahead and talk about him since he's from Denver. Well, that too, but I mean, seven minutes, really? The NFL is going to go seven minutes on him? Oh, wow, yeah. Well, I mean, well, you uh, could have done it a week ago. Uh, well, you, you could have, and I'm glad that he fired ago. the agent, but what kind of agent, first of all, waits till seven minutes after to send a contract? Well, I the mean, one, the one who gets fired. Yeah, the one who gets fired. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. was, was going to be owed 12 mil. Uh, if you can take a picture of a check and deposit it, you don't think you can take a picture and send it don't, for if a you contract? Know free agency, and don't you think I mean, the Broncos could have gotten around it too? If they, I mean, because they would have had well, to pay him I don't the twelve think mil. That's a violation. Maybe that's it. Maybe they didn't want to pay him the twelve mil, so mm-hmm. they didn't fight it. I mean, yeah. there's there's so many different levels to this story. Uh, you see, I how, can't believe faxes are still relevant. I mean, like for this exactly. high class stuff with this much money on the line, facsimiles. Facsimiles. Yeah. I, I don't. Um, you, did you hear what Kraft? Uh, I don't know. The Dumerville situation is is. That guy's fired, right. and whoever he has probably going to leave him. Uh, you don't play with these guys' money. This is they are one play away from never playing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's yeah. why. And I and I go back to what we talk about all the time. We sometimes we argue about it. That's why these guys hold out for more money. It's not that. I mean, this is the most violent sport that you can play, in, and they're trying to clean it up. But and everybody hates that they're trying to clean it up, so, right. which is ridiculous right. to me. But that's another. I, I, I'm not a, opposed to them cleaning it up, but don't. I think in. Who, Parler, who got released from Baltimore, he said it was going to be flag football in 30 years. Yeah. Well, they're going to find a way to keep seats in those stands mm-hmm. because this is a, is a trillion-dollar business. This is multi. This is multi. People, people always watch football, so they can change these rules slowly but surely. And I think the one with uh, you can't put your crown down, like if you're a running back, you can't put, put the crown of your helmet in to, uh, to, you know, to, get o- to run over a linebacker or mm-hmm. whatnot. I think that... It's good, but I feel like there's so much gray area. There's going to be so many flags called. Like yeah. the defensive receiver when it first came out, right. I feel like this will be worse because the running back gets the ball more than a receiver does, specific receiver across the middle or one that's defenseless. But running I, back gets I, the ball I 20, think, 25 times a game. I think they wouldn't take that uh, – sorry, Sandy. I think they wouldn't take that um, that next three years to try to fix it because we're still talking about the receiver and the DB because the receivers duck their head. DB – You've taught to zero on a certain part of his body. Never to lead with your head. I, I don't know any. I've never been taught that. Yeah, I, tell Ed Reed that. Yeah, never to lead with your head. Um, yeah, I mean, I've seen Ed Reed do it uh, a few times. But as a running back, when you down, you can only this this rule is only enforced if you're three yards downfield mm-hmm. or three yards in the between the tackle three, box, right? right. And, um, and there's going to be some, the gray area is if you dip in your head to cause punishment or if you dip in your shoulder. I think that's the gray area that's going to come into play. And it's hard to tell real time which way it's going to be. So it's, to yeah. me, it's going to slow down the game so much because they're going to have to go back and look at it to see was it intentional. Because if it's intentional, it's a penalty. If it's not intentional, well, it's not a penalty. Well, and they're they, going to be arguing nonstop. But they I look at that after. I mean, they look at that after, like, on, on game people when the game's oh, over. They're not going to do it on the field. You will lose a lot of fans if we got to keep it's gonna replay every play. You can't do Instant replay like this. Next year, you can't. Next year, it's going to be something with the offensive line and the defensive line. It's going to be something with them that's going to change because there's a lot of stuff. Offensive linemen hold on every play, but you can't call it. It's how they hold. 
Um, I feel like this is fair, though, because defense is always the ones like, that talk rule and everything. Yeah. So now there's finally one yeah. with the offense where they're responsible for following a certain rule that's been implemented in recent history for player safety. I think it's fair, and I also thought the uh, hitting a defensive receiver is fair. I thought that was too, but you can't. It's you fair can't, to call a penalty for it, or it's fair to do it. No, call a penalty for it. Yeah, okay. No, you if but somebody who's you got to have football guys in there that understand real time. They understand that this guy seen me coming and ducked his head. I'm already zero and on his chest. Yeah, but I, I mean, you got to think that referees are just talking heads for Roger Goodell and for the owners. Yeah, so yeah. Oh, no, I mean, no, even all, if they know football, they have to make that call. If all else fails, throw the flag. Yeah, that's pretty much the the rule of the game now. Yeah, and we'll and we'll sort it out later. They did that with basketball. You watch the um, the uh, the uh, Bulls and Denver game. There was a lot of calls out there that mm-hmm. they went one way, and then later on in the game they didn't go the other way. Are these guys going to start running out of bounds more often, too? Yeah, I they should like run they out sh- of bounds anyway. Whoa, I think, really? I think they should, yeah. Risk- you think so? Why take a hit that you don't have to take? But you give Dion, you give Dion crap for yep. doing it, too. Dion was not a footballer. Dion was a, a great talent. He was not a tackler. Okay, but he's still... You, it was all about running out of bounds. In your regard, he's the best cornerback. He's the best DB of all time, right? No. Top three. To- I mean, he's top oh, yeah, five yeah, for yeah, you. He's top five for me. Easily. So, I mean, but and he ran away from it, and he's still walking now. You know, right. I mean, he's not. He's he is very seemingly very few LFX compared to a lot of other people. I, I think I think they should run about run out of bounds. What I said about Dion was he has no business making a comment about okay, guys fair. hitting. That's fair. Uh, he has no business. He has not made that's that correct. tackle. Okay, that's correct. I mean, LT and LT got a lot of crap for running out of bounds all the time, but he would always do it. If yeah. he was on the sideline, he would always do it. He I had a down. problem with uh, Isaac Bruce and all those guys when I'm coming to hit him, they fall to the ground. But you know what they did? They live to play another play. Right. Yeah. And 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 I feel like in ten years from now, with all these rules that are implemented by Roger Goodell, it's going to be the same uh, standpoint that you have right now from ten years ago. Yeah. I really feel like, and everybody, all these players now, and Emmett Smith came out and was outraged about this crowning rule. But I feel like it's all going to be better for the game, and it's going to elongate careers, and it's going to get people paid more, and it's going to keep people in the fans that associate with certain players for longer periods of time. Except. What, Go ahead, Cindy. Oh, except for the fans who like football for the hits and for the they uh, are real for fans. The I don't see those as yeah. real fans. Well, I, I agree I gotta, with you, but I don't see that. If you go to see people get hit, you do but, that. You, but you that's do that part for of hockey. the game. That's hockey. But that's still part of the game. We'll go back to the seventies football. That was that's what it was about. Jack Tatum How many of those guys, guys can walk now? About, about half of them. Valid. About Is half that, of them. Yeah, which yeah. I, I feel like percentage. No, I don't have a problem with changing the game as long as it's for the better. But as a defensive fan. I'm going to see a big hit and a great play. And not not just for that. The first thing I want to see defensively is a good defensively football game, def- okay. defending uh, the receivers who I think all the rules are catered to. But you go there. These are my favorite games, uh, 6-3. And they just battling back and forth in 6-3. like a pitcher's duel in you, you, baseball. Exactly. Yeah. Like shutouts and, and no hit, one hitters and stuff like that. But you have the best offense and the best defense and the score 6-3. Whoever wins that game, it's just that was a good game mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, and that's I what I go the to. Third, the third side of this too is you've got management, you've got the players, and then you've got the referees. And what are they going to be doing with all these rule changes right. when they throw the uh, flag. You know, they, they need to spend more time studying and figuring out how they're going to call them and how they're going to see some of these rule changes so quick. When some of it has to do, you know, if you hit at this point and then it's within five yards, then it's this call, and if it's not, it's another call. And it's going to be like when they have the replacement refs. It's yeah. going to be a lot of conferences on the map. Like well, I'll tell you what the replacement ref, what they doing now, like uh, when I was coaching in uh, They're coaching Vegas. third grade math like they were before. When I was, <laughs> some, of them, some of these guys are professional, so they can't have a – when Deborah was saying, it made me think of this, 
they need to watch more film. I was in uh, when I was in Atlanta. I was talking to referees about this stuff, and they said they are actually recruiting young guys to be referee, and they putting them in high school games, uh, even little league games, high school games, and seeing how they respond to certain calls, see if they can get into a huddle and come out and make the right decision, um, a real time decision. Uh, but now they they are recruiting younger guys to become referees. I've always thought that they have no business with somebody uh, up there that can't really run with these world-class athletes, and you make right. a call from yeah. across the well, field. That's a good point. Right. I mean, I think that's that the thing. They need to have the stamina to do it as well as the, um, the focus, you know, in the moment to be able to make the call and not get caught up in the energy of the game so that they forget what they're there to do. The bottom line is that innovation is always questioned, and this is all that's yeah. going through in the yeah. next the five or seven, ten years of the NFL, and it's going to continue to do so. So until, until innovation is, until people actually stay healthy because of these rules, it's going to be mocked, it's going to be questioned, and people are going to say bad things about it. But yeah. I fully side with Roger Goodell here. Unfortunately, we have to one. go. Um, well, we have no Puerto time. Puerto Rico and Dominican in the World Baseball Classic tonight. Watch it. That's baseball anyway. That's the, that's where they get the athletes from. Um, we're watching tonight, get the though. Refs from. Yeah, the refs. Oh, oh Indiana. Kwame hey, Sports Talk. Indiana win the NCAA championship. Oh, uh, this guy's drunk. Kwame uh, Sports Talk. Kansas is in his belly. Oladipo! <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, mamas. Mamas, mamas. <laughs> Baby, mamas, mamas. Yeah, go like this. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.